Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. This is Dumpty Dum, sponsored by managers. This is Dumpy Dum, the show about the reality darky drama that is centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Millers. I'm the bouncer of the VIP area saying, you're not on the list. He's also known <laughs> as Roy Phil Brown and with me are the influencer known as Philippa Hall. And the goodie bags are you folks, our lovely listeners. This week's Dumpy Dum is from Stephen, our Stephen, Mr. Stephen Bowden. Now folks, wow, what a week we have in store for you. Not only do you get a Dumpty Dum, you get me, you get Philippa, you're also going to have Buffy Davis, aka Jolene, 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 with you on Friday on Zoom. Now, telling you categorically, if you're not a Dumpty Dum member, this is uh, basically one of the Patreon or PayPal crew. This is your last chance to get on one of these freebie Zooms, because from here on in, it's going to be members only. So, if you ever needed an inducement to get onto Patreon, give us a $2 per show. It's this, folks, because you're going to be able to see the wonderful Buffy Davis in the flesh. Well, okay, on your, on your laptop. And you'll be able to see one of the most tangible benefits of being one of our Patreons. So, this Friday at 7pm UK time, Zoom. Now, if you don't have a link, get your bum over onto the book of face uh, the link will be there and or uh, you can back channel us on the twitters and you can ask us for the link but as i said from here on in whenever we do these zooms oof, it's only going to be for the patreons now philippa hall mm. how are you <laughs> i'm okay thank you just recovering from uh, my son's 13th birthday party quite exhausting and i was told i was not allowed to be embarrassing it was quite hard. I found that quite a challenge. But we were very COVID friendly. We did outdoor things. We did clay pigeon shooting, quad biking. But every time I went near this group of 13-year-old boys, they stopped talking. It's that age. So I just had to hover at a distance. But you know, How about you? Listen, you don't hear about me. Now, one of the things, oh, but I will be speaking to a, a very famous, important friend of mine on Friday. Other than Buffy ooh, who? Davis, actually. Who? Oh. Ian Dale of LBC fame. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, and mm-hmm. for the many podcasts, how do I get involved in this, please? Well, what you <laughs> do need to do in? is download yes. the Clubhouse app. Yes. Oh, no. No, you're okay. 
and you'll see there'll be an alert from me that I'm going to be doing a room with my pal Ian. Does he listen to the archers is my question. he doesn't. Um, (gasps) Last year on the For The Many podcast, he commended Jackie for uh, her appearance on Dum De Dum and said he found it highly enjoyable, Dum De Dum, but he doesn't listen to the archers. He outed himself as being non-archers, big style. Brave man. Dear, Mm. oh dear. we, We need to educate him. You need we, to do that, Roy Phil. I will, I will, I will do that on Friday. So if you want to listen, I think it's going to be round about crumbs, eight o'clock, nine o'clock UK time in the evening on Friday. If you want, want to listen to me and Ian Dale have a little bit of a chat about life, love, the universe, and of course politics, uh, head over to, to Clubhouse. Let's get on with the calls and all the <laughs> kit and caboodle of uh, This Week in Ambridge. Because I've got something uh, to say about uh, 13-year-old boys being uh, a little bit taciturn around a yummy mummy. You are a yummy mummy, aren't you, Philippa? Well, you are a mummy. <laughs> I'm a mummy, but I'm just sort of stunned into I don't know what's what's happening. But I yeah. was 13 once, and I remember going around to a friend's house, and their mum was, was rather easy on the eye and just going, uh, 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 you know, no, no, you know, it's... Goes with the territory, Philippa. Uh, less about you. you. You always make this podcast about you, don't you? It is actually about about the archers and, and Ambridge. So, I've got to ask you. It says on the on the script here. So, Philippa, what did you think of the week in Ambridge? Question mark. Well, thank you for that uh, very uh, natural introduction, Royfield. <laughs> so kind of you. And we do care how you are and how your week's been. Thank you very much. But anyway, this week. Uh, on Ambridge, uh, looking at the A to Z. This week, it's the letter H. So on Monday, Helen had a nasty neighbour, Kyle, questioning the price of her organic carrots. And we heard a hello as Alice returned to Ambridge, renouncing rehab once and for all. On Tuesday, we heard the hunt as Phoebe and Kirsty looked online for Layla, narrowing it down to someone who is either hippie, horror or has height. We had a hallelujah from Alan offering Alice accommodation with Amy in Nottingham. On Wednesday, we had a hey as Helen laid down the law to Kyle saying she's got photos of his shenanigans and to leave her alone and then hurt. Chris was hurt by Alice because she headed off to Nottingham without a goodbye. And on Thursday, we had hurrah as Ben got on the nursing course and he celebrated with Rory in the VIP area of a club. And finally, we had holy moly as Adam lied to Ian about his phone call and Ian was not impressed. So that was the week that was Ambridge. Good God, that that's quite good. Well done you. Since when you've been cooking all this stuff up, you know, severe alliteration. Anybody think you, you read books? And a lot of them (laughs) (laughs) on this week's episode of Views from Isabel, Dusty, Substances, Amelia, Sue and Claire. Plus, we have an email from Emily and a text from Sue and JJ. So, Philippa, somebody else would like to send us in a dum-de-dum or a call. How can that be done? If you would like to sing or play as a dum-de-dum or send us your views on the week or give us a plot prediction, then leave us a message on SpeakPipe, which you can find on the dumdedum.com website. Or you can use WhatsApp, leaving a voice note or text message to 07957 167 696, which, as we know, has a plus 44 in front if you're outside the UK. Please make sure the message is no more than two minutes long. And if you would prefer to email your thoughts and predictions, go to the contact us section of the website and fill in the form. Hello, Ambridge3962. First up, we have Amelia. She's a second time caller in a row, don't you know? Hi, this is um, Amelia, second time caller in a row. So I've got a few things to say today, and I've listed them here. Uh, so Alice, obviously, it's quite shocking and disappointing that she left um, rehab. That was really, really sad. I was really mm. gutted for um, Brian and Jenny. They must be distraught and beside themselves. But I think it's right that she did, because she didn't actually feel committed to going in. And it was a good, um, it was an honest portrayal of of what can happen with alcoholism. Um 
Chris sort of confused me because until that episode where where everything went down with him and Alice, um, I'd been thinking that he was actually doing the right thing by protecting himself and Martha from her by leaving her. Um, but then he, you know, broke down about having abandoned her and not being there for her, and that actually made mm-hmm. sense too. And I wondered if perhaps he should have gone about it in a different way it's probably just really difficult to know what to do um in a situation like this but hopefully he'll realize that nottingham's not the other um, side of the world and he can actually go visit her rory is so amazing <laughs> he's like that cool friend that you had at school that um always managed to smooth talk their way everywhere and you wondered why they were friends with you because you know you always felt a bit hapless next to them um <laughs> Oh, Ian and Adam, I hope this storyline of Ian thinking Adam's having an affair when he's not doesn't go on too long because that can be quite frustrating for the listener. And I think people don't get the wrong end of the stick about situations as much as it seems to happen Mm. in the archers. That's it from me. I've just got up to two minutes. Okay, bye. Thank you, bye. Oh, Amelia, thank you so much for your call. Did you know, actually, there's a song by the Jewelers called Amelia. It's um, a sort of ska reggae uh, group. Oh, it's a very happy song. So Amelia, you should listen to the song called Amelia. Anyway, thank you for your call. Yeah, it's interesting to hear Alice's view and to hear Jenny and Brian. What a, what a mess. And when Alice started saying about how she'd been to Bath recently, so she might go there, she she's really lying to herself. And she's adamant that she's going to leave Ambridge for good. I, I thought it was quite interesting that she had withdrawn her consent at rehab is it that easy to do presumably because because she had had done that but I was I was quite shocked about that um and yeah I understood Jenny needing to know where Alice was and that she was safe but equally I could understand that Alice felt she just needed to get away and and start afresh but when Alice uh when Alice was talking to Fallon they sounded very very relaxed as if they just been asleep you know Alan oh I've I've come round, Alice let's have a nap and then and then we'll chat about the important stuff it just sounded a bit surreal to me but I, I don't know I'll probably read into these things far too much I knew Fallon was going to tell Chris I'm sure we all did she promised Alice that she wouldn't see there's some lies this week I think but uh she's still does lies them, begin and, with an h no, which is why I didn't include it in the summary. Oh, I was just checking because I'm, I'm dyslexic, yeah. so I, I, I don't know. Honestly. But when Chris said, oh, I might have lost Alice forever and it's all my fault, focus on Martha. You might, If you don't, you might be losing your parents as well. They're so exhausted looking after your daughter. They, you know, they're arguing, bickering. Will they get divorced? Come on, Chris, do, do what you need to do. You can't help Alice right now. You need to look after your daughter. Well, that's just what I think. Royfield, what should Chris do? Yes, um, completely and utterly agree that he needs to concentrate on Martha. But without Alice, there'd be no Martha. So, you know, when he looks at Martha, it's a constant reminder of his wife, Mm. of of Martha's mother. You know, there is that human element too. And also, uh, even though Chris did the right thing, he feels guilty about um, having to make that decision to choose Martha um, over over Alice, you know, to say that Martha comes first because she does, you know, she's a defenseless uh, infant. Uh, but that doesn't mean that, you, you know, you can't feel pangs of guilt. Uh, so Chris has completely done the right thing, but is uncomfortable about it. And I think it's just a very human uh, portrayal. Uh, you know, everything that he said uh, was heartfelt and was true, but it's not the whole truth uh, in terms of him uh, abandoning Alice because he didn't, you know, he gave her numerous opportunities. She lied to him for years. Uh, and then when he found out, uh, you know, they went, you know, he took her uh, to rehab. Well, he didn't take her, take her. But, you know, she went to rehab when they were trying to keep it amongst their their own family. He gave her numerous uh, chances. And we went through that pregnancy with him when she was still drinking, you know. Mm. And that had a devastating effect on him. So I thought it was a great scene, but, uh, you know, as a human being, you understood completely what he was saying 
it was the truth, but it wasn't the whole truth. You know, Chris has tried. Though I think just to come back, I heard you like <gasps> a few times. You're, you're coming. You're coming to jump in. Um, the effect that it's having on on Mar and Pa is palpable, and Chris does need to be careful there. Mm. Yes, they want to help out their son and their new newest granddaughter, etc. But they're not young. You know, and even though Chris, you know, Chris has his own business, he has the forge. Um, Martha is his responsibility first and second. And yeah. uh, he, he, need, he needs to step up more in that regard. There's helping out and there's completely looking after Martha, which is what seems what certainly we're we're being um, told that they're doing, that Neil and Susan are primary, secondary carers for Martha. We haven't heard Chris spend time with Martha at all. So I, I'm disappointed in him with that I, I mean I just feel he looks at it quite simply that he thought rehab was the solution and because he loves Alice he thought she would come out at the end and it just seems to me that he thought that everything would be rosy from that point and so he's even more shattered by the fact that she's not sticking it out at rehab and so that sort of simple solution in his mind isn't happening but th there's more calls on that I would imagine on the on the subject of Alice and uh, and her life choices mm, right so from Amelia we go to oh an old stalwart it's our Dusty yes indeed we do and here is our Dusty Hello, it's Dusty Substances here, the wrong sort of listener. Well, mm -hmm. like so many of us, I spent the last week listening to the drama and extraordinary emotional roller coaster that saw Alice leaving rehab. And magically, she's going off to get better in Nottingham with Amy Franks, who's got bugger all else to do because she's only a midwife during a pandemic. And I thought <laughs> I'd speak for us all in saying... This is an absolute load of bloody rubbish. I think that's all, really. Anyway, speak to you soon. Bye. Oh, I love that call so much. Thank you, Dusty. That's a great call. Yes, it seemed crazy to me. There were various crazy moments this week. I mean, when Alice was looking for her keys in the office, it sounded more like she was stacking boxes and papers, not looking in a key drawer. And I thought, well, why is she looking for the keys? She knows how to use a brick anyway. She could just use that and, and get in. Um, <laughs> That's quite good. And, thank you. Uh, and before that, we heard Adam actually getting on with Brian and offering to make a cup of tea. Royford, I was thinking, what tea, what types of tea do you think Adam and Brian drink? I thought Adam might have sort of an artisan soil tea. And Brian, maybe Earl Grey if Jen is there. And if she's not an English breakfast, what, what do you think they'd have? Adam might go for a, a good Kenyan blend or, because remember he spent time mm, in East Africa, or a robust tea, a robust tea, which are good yeah. African, South African tea. So I think Adam would be all about that. I've got a sneaky feeling that Brian doesn't get more exotic with teas than uh, an Earl Grey. I think, you know, mm. Brian's probably all really about a good old-fashioned English breakfast. I think he saves his uh, sophistication for, for whiskies and, and things like that as opposed to tea. But rooibos <laughs> or a good Kenyan, uh, that's Adam all the way. I want to talk uh, more about this, this rehab. So Alice was saying it didn't work. She had no time for herself. It was all group sessions or uh, two people at a time. She was never on her own. Surely with rehab, especially one that expensive, there are different approaches. I mean, Witherspoon would be the person that, that would tell us best about this, but surely they can adopt different practices and, as I say, different approaches to suit the individual. So why would she just... Uh, throw her toys out of the pram and, and say, no, I can't imagine that the BBC are going to let us think that rehab doesn't help. And as Dusty says, st that staying with a, an overworked midwife in a global pandemic is the solution to, to an alcoholic. But then maybe this is more about Alice's inner strength. Maybe she's got to, and I mean this seriously, maybe she's got to find herself first before then she can look at rehab. I've not heard her talk about doing the AA steps either or going to an AA meeting. So I'd, I'd be interested if if that could start to happen in, in Nottingham. But 
there were lots of uh, reactions to Alice and, and lots of similar things. Brian said, for heaven's sakes. Chris said, for God's sake. And even Lee said once this week, for God's sake. What? Why, Royfield? Why are they all saying this? It just seemed to be a theme this week. I don't know, other than I think it was um, a good week in terms of Alice and the unpredictability of someone's recovery. Mm. We all thought she was going to go to rehab and that was not going to be the end of it, but she was going to come out of rehab, have a long two weeks, four weeks later, and and then she would fade in, into the background somewhat. Uh, and then, I don't know, a few months later, uh, we'd have some Chris and Alice and um, little baby storylines. But um, I think they did really well, the script writers, in throwing us this curveball and showing us that... It's not um, a smooth linear progression if you're uh, if you are afflicted by any type of addiction. So it was an utter shock and surprise when she turned up again for for all of us, let alone mm. Brian. Um, so, so, <laughs> so, so that 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 was great writing. I'm less sure about the writing of Helen Lee and and Kyle. Yeah. You know that was a little bit more problematic for me, though. I did also like this week uh, the Brian and Adam stuff the fact that as, as you said that's how we came into this segment and you didn't want me to talk about my afternoon tea salon which um, happens at about 9 p.m uk time uh, <sighs> but the way that they were kind of getting along was well, i think incredibly true to life you know they, they both made a decision which i think they both actually now regret but it's not exactly uh, daggers drawn is it a truce so to speak Yes, they they do sound very pally, but let's remember they're too scared to tell Jenny or Ian what's actually going on. So it just just does feel a bit false. And they say, "Oh, let me make you a cup of tea." Oh, lovely! Yeah, so it was. Uh, we needed Alice to come in to wake them up. Isn't tea the Kofi and Am of just about every British situation, though? Yes, that is true. Um, it was just surprising coming from them and uh, was with such um, good spirits towards each other. There was no huffing mm. or puffing. Well, mm. I suppose then we had the comparison of once uh, Alice showed up and uh, then things certainly changed. But, uh, yes, it was a perplexing week, I thought. Mm. Uh, talking about weeks, um, Claire from Clapham would like to pontificate prognosticate to ruminate and to cogitate over the we in Ambridge. Here's Claire. Hi Dum to Dum, it's Claire from Clapham here. Well it's been quite a tumultuous week on the arches, hasn't it? There's a lot going on. Um Alice mm. is back, Adam is lying, you know, all the usual stuff. <laughs> um thought I'd just talk about a couple of things. One is we all like to hear Bio oh, Kyle get his comeuppance and uh, and that Helen was the one to do it. Um, but I do feel like it's a bit of a questionable moral victory if she's lied mm. about things and blackmailed him <laughs> in order to do so. Um, you know, uh, she did not go high where he went low, did she? Let's be honest. And um, <laughs> I can't help but worry that it's just sort of setting them up for future grief from Kyle. But then maybe there are some people you just can't rise above and you've just got to just, you know, play on their level. I don't know. Anyway. I hope that Vile Kyle doesn't then later on find reason to kind of team up with Rob who comes back and that mm. causes more grief. That would be wrong. Um, mm. And then the other one was Rory and Ben. And I do love to hear Rory and Ben. Um, and this week I've really just, maybe it's a kind of comprehensive girl chip on my shoulder, but I really sort of heard that kind of, I don't know, like uh, entitled, confident, private school kind of, thing with Rory it was like oh yeah we're going to get into this VIP area blah 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 uh, on the one hand and Ben wasn't so bothered but then at the same time Rory was clearly you know giving sexual favours to the bouncer as well so uh, it's not all swagger is it or maybe it is I don't know anyway um, interesting to see how Rory's turning out and I hope he doesn't go to London well I hope he does go to London as a final time and uh, comes back and scandalises the village in some way that would be quite fun wouldn't it anyway keep up the good work everyone <laughs> speak to you soon bye 
Oh, Claire, thank you so much for your call. Yes, Kyle spending £13 to buy some organic cheese and veg and making such a fuss about the price. Does Is he normally buying just Dairy Lee and Mushy Peas? Is that his version? I don't know. That seemed quite strange. <laughs> and when Helen first tried to talk to Kyle, it was just so painful to hear. You wanted her to really sort of face up to him and 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 conquer her fears uh, and where, when Kyle said to Lee listen action man I just thought that was great that's that's how we think of Lee isn't it um and I agree with Claire I, yeah I just wanted Helen to explain what happened I wanted her to conquer Kyle by saying right you don't know what I went through this is what I went through this 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 and this which would have just stopped him and there are quite a few new listeners it seems to the archers who don't know who weren't listening when there was the Helen and Rob story and who can blame them because it was so difficult to listen to but it would be a useful way of catching up a lot of people as to why Helen behaves in the way that she does so yeah I I wanted her to to win that battle by sort of by her own strength and not that was another lie you see saying that they'd got these these photos but who was it in the window you see, my worry is we ended last week's episode with Joy saying she was going to sort Kyle out. I am very concerned that it was Joy that went up there and she'd WhatsApp me to say, right, stand by the window and have a look. <laughs> and and it and it was all there. That that is my worry. Now, Rory, I like Rory this week. Well, I like Rory anyway, but I liked him particularly this week because he was the only person this week that could pronounce Nottingham correctly. Everyone else said Nottingham. And that's not okay. It's Nottingham, so I like Rory for that. I had to replay it actually for one minute because I thought it was Freddie speaking, not Rory. So I I had to listen to that a couple of times, and I realised, oh gosh, no, it's it's Rory. Yeah, and with the lies of Rory promising action for the for the bouncer, I felt though Claire he wasn't going to um, deliver any. Uh, personal favours that he was just lying he was giving the talk to get in which didn't sit with the Rory that we know and love so I don't know that that was a bit perplexing but Royfield what what did you think of the celebrity Zarb? Uh, can, can I completely out myself and say that when I heard this episode I was driving uh, there was a 10 year old boy in the back of the car I was um, you know going down a Canadian highway so I didn't get the the nuance that uh, Rory uh, might have um, given a, a, an inducement to the bouncer to get or in, or not, or, or not. not. Yes. Yeah, you know that that that's utterly lost on me. Um, and it's really interesting that Claire says that you know public school boy entitlement confidence because there's a call later on from Sue. And um, she's going to kind of say uh, the opposite, that, you know, she, she liked that, that uh, Rory is turning out to be somebody who is kind of confident. So I think it just shows you how well written and how well fleshed out the character is now becoming, because uh, we, can, we can have two listeners of, of some repute who um, hold different views as to whether this is good, a good or a bad thing. I like Ben and Rory uh, when they, when they hang out. But we are very much seeing, I think, emotionally uh, a slight difference between the two characters in that Rory is a little bit more worldly wise, isn't he? And Ben mm. very much feels like a, you know, a puppy in the headlights type of thing yeah. you know, in life, especially when you heard him with that interview as well uh, last week. Oh, no. you know, Rory would have been much more poised, shall we say, in, in that regard. So um, their their friendship is... Um, a joy, but you can see that one of them is a little bit more uh, relaxed around. Uh, and this isn't this isn't, uh, isn't at all a, a, a sexual thing, but just around members of the same or the opposite sex, uh, and that is Rory, uh, as opposed to Ben, who is very much like you know he's just going out into the world for the first time. Oh, bless! Right, uh, shall we go to Sue then, who has a different yes. take on raw, right smashing? All right, Sue, you're up. Hi, everybody. Sue Hanrahan here from Manchester with Jesse. Last week I found quite interesting. I don't know if you've noticed, but it seems that they seem to be focusing on two sets of people and they go backwards and forwards. So it's sort of like 
two lots of scenes all the way through. Anyway, regardless of that, uh, I thought Helen handled the situation very well. It's awful the way that Kyle was uh, behaving. I think Alice is leaving Ambridge because I think the actress is probably going to be doing something else. That's my firm belief there. She'll probably come back. And as for the situation with Ian, well, he's going to get a bit of a shock, isn't he? But I don't think that anything's going to happen with Home Farm. I think everybody's going to stay as they are. It might take a while to work it all out. I just want to say that I've loved this new version of um, Dumpty Dum, but I've also really, really appreciated and and loved the way it used to be as well. So I just love everybody that's on the show. So anyway, I'll say bye for now. Oh, Sue, I'm Jessie the Guide Dog. Thank you so much. Um, we, we love your calls in. Thank you. That, that means a lot. Um, yeah, crikey. I do think actually that the two lots of two characters, as you have rightly highlighted, is a result of there just being less actors at the moment with all the COVID restrictions. And I hope that that will start to ease um, in the forthcoming months. So we'll get to hear more more voices. Um, and wasn't it awful with, with Adam and Ian? I, I just worry that Ian's going to think Adam's having an affair with the soil man and he's going to go to their lunch to catch them. Actually, a slight spoiler, but there, but there we go. I've looked on the character list for next week and would you believe soil man, Michael Park, is uh, is going to be on next week. So we're going to hear that. So I do, you can just imagine Ian just jumping out sort of maybe under a terrine or something and uh, saying, here, I've caught you. And... Uh, Hopefully they will explain, but you can just imagine it's going to get to that really embarrassing point before before it's resolved. Again, I was a bit perplexed when Ian was looking after Xander and he heard Adam come in and he said, oh, not so loud as a sleeping toddler here. And Adam just kept talking loudly as if Ian hadn't said anything, which was quite strange. To be strange. fair, Adam only has one volume when it comes to talking. <laughs> That is true, but if I'd just got my child asleep and someone came in and woke them up, I would be slightly cross. But yes, so we had another lie with Adam going on about that. And poor Ian, he got the the line that ended the week. Are we families just going to pieces? Oh, my goodness. Adam needs to tell Ian immediately. It put us all out of our, our pain. What what do you think, Royfield? Um, I'm finding this a little bit tortuous in terms of mm. the, as uh, as Sue kind of said, in terms of the, uh, we know that Ian now thinks that, um, that Adam is potentially playing away. And to be fair to Ian, you know, he's got, uh, Adam's got form in that regard. You know, there was Charlie. So, but it's just a little bit tortuous mm. for, for us, the listeners. And it does feel a bit soapy tropey and how mm. ridiculously uncomfortable Adam was on the phone. You know, he we know what he's oh, hiding. No. He should have been able to think on the spot. And just, oh, yeah, da, 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 you know, and, and just move on. You know, new supplier. I'm going to go meet them uh, next week. You know, bang, move on. You know, it's just it just felt a bit ham fisted to me. Yes. Or just uh, I'm decided I'm not going to keep working with Brian, but I'm not going to make any rash decisions and I've got some options and I'm just doing some more research. Wouldn't that be a simple way to do it instead of this? Yeah, the the line was so obvious, so cliche. It was painful. Yeah, yeah. We, we deserved better in, in that regard. We absolutely did. Um, and, you know, I do understand. I don't agree with it, but I do understand Sandra is what just over one now. Um, Ian hasn't gone back to work because of COVID and and also looking after Sandra, et cetera, et cetera. He doesn't want to worry his partner about money, uh, considering what he has actually done to he the business. He is back at work. He is back at work, but only oh. part time. Yeah, but still, but it's part time. Um, Adam um, is rightly feeling. Um, uneasy about the fact that he took money from the business to pay for a household expense which even that doesn't quite make sense because you know if we go back you know this was all discovered because brian needed money for the um for 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 rehab Mm. so so brian was just looking at the company coffers just to make sure that they had enough and he says oh look adam i'm just going to just up 
get my bonus early. Why couldn't Adam have done that? Because you have to talk to the partners. Yes. Why didn't Adam just ask? Because he have, yeah, he, he should have just asked. asked. But but he would have had to go cap in hand to Brian, and Adam does not want to do that. And but that, but he's made it worse. By he's doing, made by it much approach. worse. And he does have partners, and this is a partners issue. And you know, a lot of people kind of say, "Well, you know, Brian is condescending towards Adam." But think about that exchange. Brian has set that business up from the nineteen seventies, and he informed Adam what he was about to do because he's a partner. Adam mm. started working for that business what twelve years ago, and as relatively recently, I can't remember, let's say three years ago, taken over the reins and he didn't even think to ask his partners. So it tells you everything you want to know about ultimately who's <laughs> right and who's wrong in the regard of how they view each other. Yes, Brian mm. has issues with Adam that is not his biological son and his, his sexuality is an issue for him. Yes. However, put that to one side, Adam has never seen Brian as a father, has always seen him as a slight interloper in, in, into the family. And it's, and it's also got good reason to in terms of Brian's affairs that he's had throughout the years. But that interaction told you everything. Brian told Adam what he was looking for and why. And fundamentally and emotionally, if not actually legally, this is Brian's company. He set it up 40 plus years ago. Anyway, moving on from that <laughs> devastating put down from Adam, from me, Royfield. Uh, that's Sue. Have, have we done with Sue's call now? We have. Do we have another call? We do. We do. Um, I think, well, I don't think I know. It's, it's our Isabel uh, and she's going to be our last caller in a row. Hi, Alice. I mean, I'm not trying to judge or anything, but I think Chris is right on this one, that she's sort of stepped off the road to recovery sort of thing, you know. And, you know, like she needed rehab and she quit it. To be honest, I'm not very happy with her for quitting rehab. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, like she's saying, oh, you don't know what it's like in that place, therapy, group sessions and that. Alice, that's what rehab is, therapy and group sessions. Just deal with it. <laughs> I'll just get off this subject. And anyway, I'm glad um, that Alan suggested that Alice should go and stay with Amy because Alice could have ended up anywhere otherwise. I'm sorry that Chris mm. missed her. Layla and Roy in this storyline. <laughs> well, to be honest, I'm a bit worried. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, whether Layla is who she says she is and that. I suppose we'll just have to see how this one plays out. Vile Yates. Sorry, Kyle Yates and the WhatsApp group. You know, when he started going, oh, £13 for a bit of cheese and veg. I was like, I knew it was him instantly. Yeah, <laughs> and I was right. I was hoping that Kyle had sort of got on his knees and begged Ellen to forgive him sort of thing. You know, like after Karate Kid had beaten him up. I think Vile Yates is a good name for him. I thought Helen was telling the truth when she said about the photographs and that. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So I've got to say for now, bye. Isabel, thank you very much. Good to hear from you. Hope you're enjoying your summer holidays. Uh, I Yes, is, is Layla real? Um, I love the Phoebe and Kirsty researching Layla. But when they were talking about how they'd found her and that she was a teacher at this school called Farling School, the way they said it, it sounded like failing school. So I thought... She was at something that was being investigated by Offset. But anyway, I think Kirsty demonstrated her high levels of IQ by saying, there's three not in uniform. They must be the teachers. Wow, Kirsty, you really should start a business researching people with that level of knowledge. I don't know. So Layla is either a hippie, um, but they didn't think that would be Roy's preferred one, not after Kate. She could be a horror like Carrie. That didn't sound right. Or she could be tall. And I just wonder, actually, we had Sarah call in last week who wondered if uh, Layla would actually be transgender. And Sarah, you could be right. Who, who knows? It would be really interesting to see if they cover that. And actually, another spoiler, I'm afraid, Layla is on the list of characters for this week coming up. So we have yet again, lots of new characters. It's ridiculous. The amount of one-off characters, the, the, the permanent cast must be, furious about this but anyway yes Layla is on the archers 
this week, next week, however we want to look at it. Um, we're recording this before the, the the next episode, so it's sort of next week for me. But yeah, she's on the list of characters. Margaret Caborn will be playing her, and uh, we'll get to hear a little bit more about what the story is. Royfield, what do you think about that? I think you've got to be careful, Mrs., saying that these are one-off characters because we don't know. When uh, Vince, Mince Casey, first came in, uh, this was just somebody who David was just uh, doing a little bit of business with, and we just thought... Uh, uh, yes, I accept that, but mm-hmm. it does feel like every week we're getting at least two new characters in and we're not getting our original ones in because there are so but few that, that being is included. True. That is true. Also, it seems to me like a BBC mailbox have said, do remember that this thing is supposed to be set in uh, the western side of the Midlands. So all of a sudden, all these new characters seem to be all talking like that. You know, and, you know, Kyle, Vince, you know, so all of a sudden, everyone's a brummie, or at least from the black country. So, which is uh, all of a sudden has become somewhat jarring to my uh, to my ears. But but yes. So have they have they sent half the cast away on a retraining to talk with a West Midlands <laughs> accent? <laughs> and until they've got their gold star certificate, they're not allowed back on. Is that is that how it's working? You know, but definitely some level of a memo has gone out, hasn't it? All of a sudden, we have what two. New three because Vince's mum, she she was a all right talk kid, so yeah. Anyway, some, something something's gone on. Maybe we should uh, speak to Kerry Davis and ask him. Yes, please do and report back immediately. Right, so that's the end of the caller inners. So what you got for us, Philippa Hall? We have an email. We have a lovely email from Emily. Thank you so much, Emily. Emily emailed in last week as well. Hi, Philippa. Here are my thoughts on last week's development in the Alice storyline. I know how exhausting the storyline of Alice's alcoholism has been, but if the script writers have sent her away, never to return, I'll be livid. It's not that Alice is my favourite person and we do need a break from her, but packing her and her problems off to Amy isn't that different from what we did with unmarried pregnant women just a few short decades ago. I'm not sure what sort of message her leaving rehab is meant to send. If she goes away and gets well without rehab, are people going to come away from listening thinking that rehab isn't for everyone? I'm sure some people do get well without rehab, but I don't think they get well and stay well without some sort of supportive framework such as AA. The script writers have an opportunity to teach through this storyline and I hope they're not blowing it. That said, maybe Alice isn't going to get better. I'm glad Chris realised that walking away from Alice completely might not have been the best choice. He's got to keep Martha safe, of course. However, I can't help but think there might have been a solution that didn't involve pretty much cutting her off, leaving Susan and Neil trying to pick up the pieces. I know Alice started off wanting privacy, but by the end, the entire village knew so they could have supported her better from within Ambridge, I think. Take care, and Emily. Emily, thank you so much for that email. Yes, absolutely. Agree, agree, agree. Alice's story is not simple, and uh, Ambridge can't can't help. There's lots of problems in Ambridge already. I mean, you know, yes, we've got the seriousness of Alice, but let's not overlook another major issue. The Longhorns are arriving at the rewilding site this week and phoebe said hopefully they'll stop browsing their way all through our land omg phoebe this is going to cause such chaos you can just imagine you know people waking up in the morning with a, a longhorn cow in their camping site it's going to be complaints i know they said last week about how the best best part of their site was were the green toilets well that's going to go downhill as well if there's a longhorn cow stood in it I don't know and the Montbelliards Helen was saying to Lee can you tell it's a Montbelliard uh, when she was trying to make these scare cow things well okay I know I like to do my research and I have done my research again I have spent time looking at photos of Montbelliards I've even been watching videos of Montbelliards oh and, please okay, they, I, you, you take I your cows. you take your dumb de dum research way too far they're cows that's well, all you need to know but if Helen is saying to Lee, can you tell it's a Montbelliard? How? How can you make a cow look like a Montbelliard when it's just a brown and white cow? 
is there a big sign saying this is a Montbelliard in case you didn't know? There's got to be something. I don't understand why she's saying that. It it just it didn't make sense to me. Do you know the difference between a Montbelliard and another cow, Royfield? No, but I know a difference between a cow and a horse, and that's all I need to know. Because I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on. Right. I'm not a farmer. I'm never going to be a farmer. Why do I need to know what the difference is? Not interested. Well, you do. You do if you go on this scarecrow tour eventually when it happens yeah. in Ambridge because you need to be able oh. to stand there and say, oh, that Montbelliard is yeah. very realistic. There is something, though, about the interaction between Lee and Helen. And I remember Pete Fickling back in the day always used to be moaning about Lee. So I just don't like him. And I just thought that was just like somewhat mean. Yeah, he's not the most dynamic person in the world. And dare I say, he's not that interesting. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But my God, their interactions, it doesn't make for stimulating radio, does it? The way that they actually speak to each other. But I think that's the whole point, that Helen needed somebody who is a mm. steady Eddie after yeah. Greg after her last, um, you know, maniac of a husband, etc., that she's had the the rough end of the stick when it comes to relationships. So this is just a communal garden, uh, beige relationship. <laughs> boy. Yeah, you know, and, oh, you know, to listen to them together. Oh, my God. But, you know, um, I- I'm happy for Helen. And, you know, he, he loves the boys. Uh, you know, so much so that they can, you know, play with his his action doll, <laughs> take it out the package, now, and he didn't lose. He, he, to be able, come on, to be fair, he didn't lose his rag, <laughs> did he? You know, he he took a deep breath no. when he heard, and you know that's that's love indeed. You know, yes, he wasn't angry; he was just sad, and yes. we were sad for sad. him in all mm. sorts of ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you, Emily. We've got a text as well. Shall I read the text oh, out? Oh, fantastic. I love a text, me. Do you so love texts? Is... No, no, do you love I... texts? I do love a text. I feel like I'm going to, yeah, go on. What have I opened myself up for? No, now? I'm just saying I love texts. I like getting oh. them. I like that little beep beep on my phone and, oh, who's texting me now? You know, someone's remembered I love me. getting messages. Do yes. you? I like right. getting, do you know, do you know something, Royfield? What? I like getting messages from you, but I don't get them anymore. So that's very sad. There was well, a day. Now, well, there was a time, you mean, when we, we we were, yeah, we used to talk quite often. But now you've taken over the big ship Dumpty Dum. You know, you're just casting me aside like Flotsam and Jetsam. Oh, like, my goodness. Like, I'm know, sorry. No, well, I'm not even going to let you say that. It's Excuse all me, ladies back and gentlemen, listeners, Quentin, this, Rosie, that. Oh, my goodness. If you could see how furious I look right now. Right, I'm going to go on one now. I am always messaging you. How are you? How are you? How are you? Nothing. I might get the letter K. I don't even get a full stop. Nothing. nothing. If it's not about dum-de-dum and calls or anything, I get nothing. I have been cast out. You've got me to to be involved with dum-de-dum and then you've just pushed me out and and I'm I'm very upset. So, yes, I do like getting texts, particularly when they Listen, say they come from I hold Royfield. you very close to my bosom. You know that. You know, I wouldn't entrust my baby just to any and anybody, Philippa Hall. I've entrusted it to you. Yes, but friends there you are go. there for each other and keep in touch. Anyway, you were saying there's a text that came through to Dumpty Dum <laughs> yes, Towers. Yes, it's not a text from Royfield. It's a text from Sue and JJ. So we've heard the lovely Sue on, on the call. Please send special love to Royfield. I will really miss him. Oh. I really love the rest of you. Well, that that is lovely. So, Royfield, this is episode number 396. You are doing, I believe, episode 398 and 400. So the last one we'll record. 23rd of August what what are you going to do then apart from texting me regularly what are you going to do uh chill out um watch Emmerdale um (laughs) (laughs) research Montbelliards (laughs) well just 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 more more of the same really I'm doing a little bit more consultancy which is lovely um and um, I think people know that I, I now teach at uh, at UC Berkeley, which which is utterly fantastic. Like they can pay me uh, quite li- quite literally, which is funnily enough, 
I haven't, I haven't been paid yet for it. I've been working for three months because <laughs> of my immigration status and stuff. But anyway, that that that's another thing. Um, so I'll be I'll be doing my teaching and I'll be uh, working for Audio Up. Um, so if people are um, interested in what I'm going to be doing post uh, Dum Dee Dum beyond 28 so the word beyond then the numbers two and eight is a podcast which i'm the story editor for uh for the golden state warriors which is the basketball team of the bay area and i'm just super super proud uh of some of the stuff which we're putting out i did a little segment on bobby seal the black panther uh which is in this month's episode so you can listen to that very good very good and you'll come on if i if i'm off for some reason you'll come back on won't you but you'll have to. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You know when somebody says they're hanging up their podcasting mic for certain <laughs> podcasts, that, that's what it means. You know, I'm, I'm no, exiting stage that... left. I'm People taking my want bow. To hear from you. Oh, no, cobblers, you're not. Cobblers, Come on. Cobblers. You're not going to be let off that easily. Mm, you've got Quentin. You've got Rosie. Good ship dum-de-dums in good hands. And I tell you what, I've got my on that Stephen Bowden. He's a one. He is. He's a one. So you watch out <laughs> for him too. Anyway, uh, are we done with all of the electronic missives into Dungeon yes. Towers? Right, smashing. Thank you, Sue. That was a great text. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. All right, uh, so now it's a social media roundup. Hi, this is Stephen with your social media roundup. We started the week with a bang as Helen encountered Kyle for the first time. So what did Dumpty Dummers make of him? A misogynist? A misanthropist? Or simply misunderstood? Raffi J thought that was overcomplicating things. I have met people like him, said Raffi, and wouldn't use any of those words. I do have a word for him, and it's a short, four-lettered one. Owen Kiffin didn't even need four letters. For Owen, he's an oaf. Daniel Gant said, Kyle has just replaced Russ, my number one, hope to be gobsmacked very soon. Pat Ralph Hanavan concluded, Oof, that was quite difficult to listen to, partly just because it's unpleasant to listen to horrible bullies partly imagining the effect it was having on Helen. Thank goodness Alice popped up to snap me out of it. I think that quite a few of us were gobsmacked by the thought of Alice's appearance calming anyone down. But we should probably talk a bit about Alice, shouldn't we? Nick Noakes started the ball rolling. So, classic relocation Alice, he suggested. I've messed it all up here, I'll move on. It'll be better there. It'll be better for my family because they won't see me drinking if I'm not there. Laura Jackson responded, I can understand the potential advantages of a change of scenery and not feeling like you're being judged all the time. But this won't work, because she still can't or won't admit she has a problem. Leslie Daly added, Sadly, most of her family did make her worse, and depending on how Amy manages, she may well do better away from them. 
Ah, Amy. Amy Franks, who we last heard from back in 2008. I think it's fair to say that Philip Townley wasn't impressed by Alan's suggestion that Alice should go and stay with Amy. Yes. As a midwife working through a pandemic, I'd love an alcoholic ex-school friend I haven't seen in 15 years as a house guest. Many Dumpty Dummers agreed. Sharon Weldon said, I thought that too. I wouldn't want someone who had such big problems moving in. As a midwife, Amy would want to offload sometimes. I think that would be difficult. John Beasley was looking on the positive side. I'm looking forward to seeing how it works out, he said. It'll be good to hear Amy again after all this time. I always thought it was a shame her character had been written out of the programme. And Linda Suttill was also quite upbeat. We midwives are kind, caring and compassionate and would rally to the cause, especially if Brian is stumping up for the rent. With all this going on, I think many of us sympathised with Emily Pettingill when she asked, anybody else pining for some benign village goss or fate planning or competition over preparation for the flower and produce show? Mia Fox asked, doesn't the scarecrow competition fulfil this? But Emily responded, it's going to take more than the scarecrow competition to calm me down. Helen Lowering Jensen certainly agrees with Emily. Yes, she said, there has been far too much drama of late. I'd like my rural idyll fantasy therapy sessions back soonest, please. And Denise Tomlinson, our very own Dusty Substances, joined the chorus. Yes, single wicket and Kenton would be great. Well, there's no sign of Kenton, I'm afraid. But next week you will get to hear the next best thing on Dumpty Dum, his long-lost twin, Quentin. I will end with a brilliant contribution from Carolyn Wright, who said... Can't help thinking that the Alice storyline is becoming like a Victorian melodrama. She has a happy life with husband and child, but she can't handle the drink, so she's dispatched to rehab, a dark, foreboding asylum. From where she escapes back home to her disapproving father, in a top hat and twirly moustache, of course. The local vicar comes to her rescue and offers her refuge with his sweet midwife daughter in the wilds of Nottingham. But who knows what calamities will befall her there? Will she ever see Ambridge again? Will her husband try to rescue her? Will her daughter even recognise her? Will she be tempted into the gin houses and dens of iniquity in the heady lights of Nottingham? Or will sweet Amy keep her safe from all temptation? Carolyn has followed this up with an excerpt from that actual Victorian melodrama, complete with an illustration. So, if you want to learn more, head over to the Dumpty Dum Facebook page. And now, I'll return you to the studio. Thanking you for that, Mr. Stephen. Well done, Mr. B. Uh, now, so are we doing that funny bit where you try and trick me and catch me out and make me seem like a total dullard? Or have we dispensed with that section now? I'm happy to dispense with it, but I've got something if you want to do it. So the choice is yours. That's part of the show, oh, go the on, game then. show. Go on, go on. I think, I think people like me to be put through all manner of distress and, and whatever. So go on, do your worst, Philippa <laughs> Hall, do your worst. Okay, so uh, this time we've got headlines from The Guardian, The mm-hmm. Independent mm-hmm. and The Telegraph. Okay, right. And the headlines are... Like Chris in The Archers, my wife drank through her pregnancy. And the next one is Deliver Us from Model Railways. And the last one is Long Running Radio Show Celebrates Milestone with Moments of Warmth, Joy and Positivity. All right, I'm going the last one is really dry. I'm going independent. Hmm. Right, the last one's the independent. Give me the first two again. Like Chris in the Archers, my wife drank through her pregnancy. Second one. Deliver us from model railways. Ah. Well, it's 50-50 on this for me. Mm. I'm going to go. Are you sure about your third choice? Well, it. The Independent isn't known for its zingers when it comes to headlines, and it, that is the most anodyne. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. 
right? So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm I think anybody that knows of the independent will will admit, well, if you do not know which paper did which headline, you'd guess that that would be the independent because it's just terrible as a headline. So if it's wrong, it's wrong. But uh, I'm going to go Guardian Telegraph Independent. Telegraph Guardian Independent. You're evil. So I was completely (laughs) right on the last one. (laughs) I know. Sorry, I was just trying to get you to be completely and utterly wrong. Yeah, there we go. Hey-ho. And I did say 50-50, so I could have gone the other way and I would have got them all right. So I think that's a moral victory. No, but no, it's a moral sorry, victory a, because I explained. One right out of three. That's, but I explained my two, thought process. No. I explained my thought process. <laughs> but you chose it. I'm sorry. No. If I had more text from you, then, you know, maybe I'd rethink it. But uh, I, I'm just in the cold land of uh, not having text. So I, I can't possibly thaw and, and make such radical changes in uh, results. Wow. Glad you're not a judge in the Olympics. You can be bribed quite easily, can't you? <laughs> yes, with a text saying, hello, how are you? Yes, I'd be like, oh, okay, then you can go first. Wow. <laughs> are we wrapping this show up now then? Uh, well, we've got some things to say. Okay, you say the things and um, I'll just sit back and enjoy you saying the things. Well, are you going to say the things on the script that you normally okay. say? Or dum do dum dot com. Go there. Oh, goodness. We had some problems, folks. Uh, the website we did, was down yes. for days. Malware hit. We were hit by malware. Website was down for at least five days. Uh, it's almost up uh, and back, uh, but you can't actually listen to podcasts at the moment. So Jesse is actually fixing that for us. Uh, and, and dare I say it, if ever you needed a gentle reminder that uh, we we do do this show for, for shits and giggles, but there is a cost associated. It's when uh, the website just disappears for five days. Um, so, and we, and we have to pay Jesse to fix it. So one way you can help to support dumdydum.com is by going onto Patreon and giving us $2 per show because it means then we can pay Jesse to fix it when hackers or uh, put malware on the site and it all comes crashing down uh, it's a, it's an occupational hazard of actually running a website um so so there you go so please support your uh most favorite uh archers uh review uh podcast by going on to patreon giving us two dollars per show there are other things you can do on dumdum.com you can join tractor you know they never mention tractor do they when i'm not on the show tractor is a wonderful way that you can meet other dumdumers who are close by you you click on the tractor link and then you'll see a big map of the world and uh, pinned to that is uh, the location of Dumpty Dummers, the town where they reside. You can uh, see there's a Dumpty Dummer close to you. You can click on that pin, it pops up their little face and with, and with a name and you can send them a message. You can say, do you want to go dog walking together? Uh, would you would you like to uh, maybe talk about the archers over a game of crib? All manner of exciting things can be done via tractor on dumdydum.com now philippa um how can people get in touch with us oh remember to get in contact you can send us a voice message via speaker pipe on the dumdydum.com website or leave a whatsapp voice note or text message to 07957 167 696 which has a plus 44 in front of it if you're outside the uk please keep the voice note to less than two minutes um and now i just want to send our love and hugs to jen and her family Uh, And now we need to say thank you to our social media supremos, Cosmo for his podcast roundups, Shambridge for her voices, Mike Hatton for his character counts, and to Lucy V. Freeman. You can find the team at Dum-de-Dum on Twitter, and I can be found at Royfield. How can people find you on Twitter, Philippa Hall? Ooh, yes, you can find me at QuickBook Reviews, but instead of a W, it's a three. Look for the orange picture of me reading a book, talking about books and remember i always forget this bit when tweeting about the archers please can you use the capitalized hashtag of the archers so a capital t and a capital a as this helps visually impaired people who use screen readers without the capitals it is read as a string of gobbledygook 
also uh, you can catch up with us on Facebook. So if you like a little bit of Facebook, go on to Facebook, type in Dum Dum and you'll have Dum Dum on Facebook. Now, Philippa, what are your predictions for the next week? Well, next week, will Ben start his nursing course only to realise he actually preferred his geography course instead? Will Adam finally come clean to Ian or will he head off to Nottingham with Alice? Will Layla turn up and immediately propose to Roy? And will any actual long-term characters be in any episode or will it just be more pop-up temporary ones? All will be revealed. Smashing. I think you've had your dumpty dum there, folks. And uh, don't forget, this Friday, get your bum down to Zoom uh, for some smashing Buffy Davis action. That's going to be most exciting. Uh, will you be there, Philippa? I am hoping I will be. If oh if wow, all the stars like that align. is it. And... Like that is it. <laughs> it's just a very, very, very busy time, but I would love to be there because I can't wait to meet Buffy. So if all the stars align, I will be there. And if you like your politics, and if you like Ian Dale, uh, you can get yourself over. To Clubhouse, just download the app. Anyone can download it now. You don't need an invite. Uh, find me on the app, and uh, we're going to have a chat about life, love, and the universe uh, at about nine o'clock on Friday. And he's a, uh, I think everybody knows he's a wonderful uh, avuncular chap, is Ari and Dale. And um, yeah, uh, we're mockers of a sort. So that that should be good fun too. So on that note, it's Tororabit from me. And it's a Tororabit from me. Bye bye. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips. Tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.